The Euroallegiance podcast is brought to you in part by the generosity of our wonderful Patreon supporters. Visit patreon.com forward slash the Euroallegiance podcast for bonus episodes, behind the scenes content, merchandise and more. Now, let's get to this week's show. My wallet is sobbing. I can hear it, I can hear it in the hall now. It is breaking down crying. Turns out that Attila, the arrogant so-and-so, he's got a fake hammer. Oh, a fake? Yeah. Whoa. As I say, dick. So welcome to the Euroallegiance podcast, another Road to LegionsCon episode, and this time with a very special guest from Forestman Studios. Uh, it's Artist Supreme, official artist for the Mythic Legions, Cosmic Legions. Toyline, and of course, the amazing Figura Obscura, which has really brought everything to the next level in terms of packaging art. It's Mr. Nate Birch. Hey, everybody. Woohoo, yeah. Hi, Nate. <laughs> Thanks for hey coming guys. on. We were, we were originally uh, supposed to have you on with Joe, and then uh, just because of uh, some Wi-Fi issues on your side, it didn't end up happening. Exactly. Um, but... Uh, Great that we've been able to rearrange, and uh, now we get you all to ourselves. So uh, we get awesome. to we get to get even more stuff out of you without Joe interrupting. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> he's so rude that way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Such an oh, You know, you don't want to work colleague on. You know, cramping your style. You know, <laughs> stealing each other's limelight. No, I listened to Joe's episode, and that was that was a wonderful, wonderful yeah, episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that. I'm actually happy it worked out the way it did so that he could just have yeah. that whole time because it's well-deserved and he's awesome. He is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Joe is, uh, and just to every post he puts up, uh, in relation to the line and, you know, in the Kabbalah river, it's always excellent. And we were all, we were giving him grief for not posting enough on his Instagram page. Um, <laughs> and he said he gets that a lot from, uh, Jeremy and whoever else. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe one day he said he has a lot of stuff he could put up there, but, uh, I guess it's just a matter of time and he has a kid and all that, you know, you know how it goes. Yep. Oh, yeah. So are you, uh, you're busy in the, like us with our, with our recording, lots of roads to Legions Con. You actually have a road to Legions Con in terms of your right. work deadlines. Right. I have uh, work deadline roads, but then I'm also, I, I love this time of year and I love that the fans do this kind of a thing because it's just, it just gets me all the more excited to go. Yeah. Um. There's been so much to talk about this year. Uh, I'm excited to see Cosmic have a presence at Legion's Con. I'm yes. excited to see more figure Obscura have a presence at Legion's Con. So it, there's a lot of good stuff. Oh, there sure is. Yeah. And we were like, we were obviously doing our, our you know, shows with the different guests coming up. And, uh, you know, we're kind of working a week or two ahead just because of scheduling. And we're doing it on the weekends because, uh, you know, a lot of people are in America. So with the time difference during the week isn't normally the best for, for people with a nine to five. And, uh, yeah, we still had to jump on uh, during uh, earlier this week to kind of do a little hour long ourselves, just the three of us to chat about, you know, reinforcements, the announcement yep. about Legion's Con. Yep. So, uh, you know, just to kind of, stay up to date with it all because, you know, maybe on our episode that comes out now this week, uh, uh, we, you know, we, we'll be talking about some of the reinforcements, but when we recorded that, they weren't all revealed. So, you know, it would sound a bit oh, weird cool. if we hadn't, uh, 
if we hadn't kind of maybe done that other one uh, in the meantime. But uh, yeah, and how are you feeling about the the reinforcements? Uh, something there for everybody, I guess. What's yeah, your... I I I love the wave. It's nice to um, it's nice. I really love that gold night. Oh yeah, yeah. That's... Like I I know it's caused a little bit of a kerfuffle amongst people. It's like oh no, it changed factions, all these other things. But in my mind, and I think from the studio perspective, it's just fun to be able to look at a release like that and say, let's, let's make a match intentionally with some, how we've been building um, the legions of Leodiceus and whatnot. So yeah, it's, that's exciting to me. Uh, the, the ogre is always exciting. I love the ogre scale um, to have that Argomedes uh, Cyclopsian head thrown on the ogre is, is really fun. Um, and, and I don't know that I had realized that so many people had missed out on that original ogre builder such and that's the only way you can get that head which is a fantastic head that armored head that's true Um, yeah yeah and i i don't think anyone is intentionally not talking about it but um in fact i want to say george and chris one time when they were showing off the stuff george flipped around the the card really quickly there's new art for that release that that's really fun and it actually it it's a it's a painted continuation of the the very first card back art that I did for Legion's oh, wow. Wayback. So that hellish um, fight yeah. that's happening yeah. in, in Aetherhold, uh, yeah, we get to see just a little sliver more of what's going on, and it's, it's, there's some it's just some nice silhouette work, and you know we kept it pretty simple, but it was nice to connect it to an older piece. Yeah, so that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, because all the guys uh, um, that were doing the the kind of reveals, but day by day, they couldn't show the art, obviously, because it had the other figures on it, uh, you right. know, the kind of spoiler. Yep. Um, and I haven't actually seen the card back yet, but I, my figures are, I got an all in, so my figures are arriving next week. So I think that'll be, uh, it'll be something to look forward to on top of awesome. the, the plastic awesomeness. You'll have to let <laughs> me know what you think. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But I love, I, I actually, well, I, I, I keep a good few of the the boxes, like with the bios, and I have you know a good few of the boxes. Um, I generally just throw doubles, you know, the boxes from the doubles. But yep. uh, yeah, I've taken one of each card back aside. I want to eventually get them in a big frame. Uh, oh, you know, cool. now the problem is the minute I do that, something like this will happen, and a new one will come out. So I'll have to somehow future proof it. You know, you know, yeah. maybe maybe obviously not glue them in or something, but actually uh, you know make it so that I can uh, add more as it goes Uh, yeah and there will be more now that they have me full-time there's just going to be more and more like we'll find every excuse to put new art on on the backs of cards but that's the yeah that's the thing it is actually it is part of the line isn't it it's part of the excitement of of the line you know yeah you get the new figure smell and all that but actually then just the new art and it just somehow feels kind of different you know it's often a bit not disappointing, but you know, when you get like say an all stars wave and they just have the same card back art from the previous wave, I mean, that's fine. But, uh, and they, they do that because of, you know, they want to get it out quickly and probably, right. you know, you didn't have time and you obviously weren't full time maybe, uh, for some of the all stars waves back then. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's actually more exciting when each wave has their own little unique art. And even now with cosmic, obviously you're, you know, each, uh, box has the character on the front with the alternate head, isn't it? That's it is the the way it's yeah. going. That's a fun little collaboration between both Eric and myself because you're seeing 
you're actually seeing Eric's file that he sculpted, which is really fun. And then I, I just do a little kind of holographic treatment on top of it. Ah, wow. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, it's quite efficient process then, I guess, rather than trying to reinvent it from scratch. Yeah. We've heard Jeremy say it a lot and I'll, and I'll just echo it here that what we learned a lot from mythic legions packaging moving forward with cosmic and we're, we're trying to implement a few things, trying to be smarter about some things. Um, you'll notice in all of the Volcatar waves, the artwork is the same or roughly the same minus the character specific artwork. And then, but anytime we break out of the book of Volcatar, there's going to be new art. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and then with future <laughs> books that are going to be coming, like for example, the ox crew is a book on its own. And so that will be a lot of, I'm really excited for that stuff, but that's, that's down the road for me. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah you got those rocks to, to paint, don't you? Those, they have that very unique rock. That's uh, like the escape back, isn't it? The Exactly. Yeah. And it, that was fun. That was a fun process because Eric and I and Jeremy had hopped on a call at one point um, before, well before PowerCon, just talking about concepts to put together. Um, I think it was mentioned briefly here and there, but I actually had done some concept artwork of some of that area just so that Trevor kind of knew what to shoot. Um, and they're just simple concepts. I, I mean, they're just really, really rough. I'm sure someday we'll post them or Jeremy may be, may do an article on the page about them potentially. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really fun to get, I, Eric and I, that's kind of how we work. We've always talked of, you know, it's, he, he's the star of the show. Let's, let's, let's not mince any words here. <laughs> he's a, uh, you're buying the toys because of the figures that he sculpts and he designs and, and, and it's all the rest of everybody at four horsemen studios kind of has input, but when we get into the creative mode of things, um, and I've mentioned this before where there's, there's a literally a text thread of me and Eric and Jeremy, where we talk a lot about the the world building of these worlds. And so I figure my role is I'm just here to kind of paint an image of what that environment would be that these characters would live in. And sometimes that's pretty simple. And sometimes that can get, pretty complex and when it does get complex a lot of times for example with um Valkatar itself um i have to be careful here but basically i'll just throw out the idea that there's a whole lot behind Valkatar that we don't that hasn't been revealed yet that people don't know and there's a lot that eric has already thought through like he's he's been able to sit with this property for years literally years and so he's had a lot of time to figure things out think think through a lot of the environments himself and then usually he'll just contact me we'll have a little conversation and i'll paint something and say is this kind of what you're thinking more <laughs> often than not it's like yep there we are we're off and running kind of a thing but i mean every once in a while there's it's not as easy to nail it the first time but but we get there and we, and we have a lot of fun i think you having the kind of direct access to the source uh you know, if you were working maybe for Hasbro or somebody, you probably would never get to talk to the person that kind of had the concept. Yeah, know? we'd never get out of the meeting rooms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would, so just, be, th it would this, just be diplomacy and everybody's yeah. got to throw in their idea. And Yeah, yeah. so that, that's the pleasure of it for you. You know, he's obviously, you're a friend of his now as well as everything else. Um, exactly. Um, but then you can actually just go and discuss and really get the best out of yourself because you're actually getting the inspiration from the guy who's had the idea 
you know, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that works really well for what we're doing. Um, it's nice that there are just not a lot of cooks in the kitchen and, and what cooks are in the kitchen. We all love and respect each other dearly. It's there's, there's no egos. Like anybody can say any, anything in the studio at any time. And, and we'll, the best idea has to win. That's just kind of our motto. It's like, I don't know that that's our model that we go around saying yeah. that over and over, but you that's kind it. of, you live by that's it. right. That's, that's the principle that we live by is that the best idea has to win. Yeah. I think that's, you see that with them with a lot of things, you know, they get suggestions either, even from the fan base sometimes, and mm -hmm. they actually, they, they don't kind of fob it off. Sometimes they actually go, wow, that's a really good idea. Let's see what we yep. can do. And even Jeremy always says that about Eric is that he never says no. He says, let's see how we can do that. Or, you know, let's talk about that and see if we can actually let's do talk it. Talk about why we're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, and the result is then obvious. It's why we're all here, you know, um, yeah. why we're going to be in New Jersey in November. It's because uh, yeah. that's how it works. And, you know, these are amazing artists, including yourself. And uh, you get the best out of each other, you know. Exactly. No, no, no more cosmic questions, Mal. <laughs> not yet <laughs> I, I've got to say I do I mean uh, just to you know blow smoke up your ass a little bit here is I think you know as good as the mythic boxes are I think you've taken it to like a next level with the cosmic boxes and the first time we got to see the uh, like the open shot of it all together it was just like it, you know it was just looked so best word is pretty <laughs> that I can come up with it was you know all the colours and the the sort of the cosmic vibe that it got it just looks so good so good like that but anyway awesome. moving on <laughs> i like that you said pretty that, that that was a phrase that we would joke around years ago <laughs> i don't do it pretty the first time i'll just do it again until it's pretty <laughs> <laughs> well it is the cosmic boxes are pretty that is a, a, and do you have uh do you have two different color palettes for between cosmic and mythic or how does that you work? know i i I must, I, I never intended to, but I actually, I actually do. In fact, last year when I was at the studio, uh, the guys had a bunch of my artwork up on the walls. And I remember sitting back and looking at it as a whole, as like a body and realized, good grief. I really like red, yellow, and blue. <laughs> when you look at, and when you look at mythic legions, especially it's like, there's that red and it's a really kind of warm orange, hot red. And then yeah. there's a nice warm yellow. And then the blues vary from like a blue to a teal, but it's like very obvious, especially when you look at all the pieces together. I was like, huh, didn't mean to do that. But, you know, that was not my intention. And in fact, when you get to see Poxus in its full fullness, you've seen it a little bit. You'll notice that it's, it's very green. Like it, we're going into greens and browns and that kind of a thing. So it, it'll be very, yeah, very bit, different from the library, but then a bit more organic, with maybe. Cosmic, yeah, just with cosmic, it's it's an open palette, really. It has to. I mean, this is taking place in another galaxy far, far away. Not to steal from a you know a well beloved and known property, but it's essentially that. It's another galaxy way out there that any color can any color combo can work, kind of a thing. A lot of times I get asked as an artist, like, what are my favorite colors? And it's like, I, I don't have an answer for that because it, it, I have favorite combinations of colors and I have a, a lot of things that I'll go to. Uh, Eric and I both really love the blue and the green 
color play that happens between those two. Uh, but depending on what the story is, that's that's to me that drives what the color should be, kind of a thing. Whether it's muted and black and white, or whether it's uh, like Red Death, for example, is actually really a really good example of that of just very red and black. Like that was that was very intentional on my part from the get go um, for that artwork. So, and then even with Headless Horseman, you know, you can see Halloween straight away, or you know, that kind mm -hmm. of uh, that time of year just from that art, yep. you know, and Krampus, yep. obviously it's the more kind of December, just looks like December when you, when you open the Krampus box, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty yep. cool. Krampus was fun. We had no idea what we were doing. I certainly didn't have any <laughs> idea what I was doing. I was just going to say that as I suppose we should, and you've kind of hinted at it as we started, John is, uh, I say, there you go. That then the cosmics, uh, step up. If depending on what you like, I guess so from the uh, from mythics. But then you talk about fig figure obscura and the box and the art on the box is part of the product itself. You know, you you talk about the perfect example of I don't know I don't know how to explain it, but you know the the the, the box is as much about uh, is much what you're paying for and as much as uh, as important to it as the figure inside the box as well but you can just you can just take it out of the box get that magnetic cover and and, well, and a little background it. and take a cool figure or take a cool picture straight away you know uh without much messing you know just on your phone um yeah those magnetic wraparound things they're just amazing you know i know it it's a little you know it adds to the cost of the figure obviously and everything and gives it that more premium feel but and that's what the line is you know so that's absolutely on brand but uh that really is cool you know that you that wouldn't necessarily be work with a, like a legion builder for mythics but for the figure obscura what it is it's really appropriate and then to to see the artist yeah like that red i see it over there on the couch that red debt uh uh, my pile, my pile of shame over there on the couch in my room <laughs> of stuff I need to yeah. sort. You know that that, uh, that I'm in my room of shame. Still there. Like, this yeah. entire room is just my <laughs> room of shame. Yeah, well, I suppose I could extend it to the room. My wife would definitely extend it to the whole room. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that yeah. that inner cover, that magnetic cover with all those different characters. I mean, you must have had a lot of fun with that. I had a great, I had a great time when we um, when we did Krampus, like that that initial release that first figure obscure release was very telling for us it, it really kind of drove what we did next for me the next box art was the headless horseman uh for figure obscura and i and i my attitude going into krampus well it wasn't just my attitude it was also chris's attitude he was just like dude we got to get this out and it's got to get out now kind of a thing and and I'm not telling you everything because it was Krampus. It was like Chris wouldn't tell anybody anything about the figure obscure <laughs> okay. stuff, especially at the beginning. Wow. I think he still keeps it pretty close to the chest. And <laughs> we, we talk to each other with like abbreviations of the names. Like we don't like like to say the full names of anything either. But um so the the Krampus box was put together fairly quickly, all things considered. And then when we after it sold, we realized, holy cow, this really opened up to so many customers that have never bought anything from us before. And the whole purpose of the line is to be just kind of that one-off figure. And so going into the Headless Horseman, for me, it was, it was very important that I tell as much of the story 
um, as I could about that one figure, knowing that this could be the only figure that horse, the four horsemen figure that anyone, somebody could buy. And, and, and I wanted that experience for them to be as full as I could, as I could make it from a packaging design point of view. Um, in fact, I, I, in my previous life, before I was working with four horsemen or toys, um, I was, I worked at Imagine Learning, which was a, a children's educational software company. And I did, I did numerous, uh, children's books there. And so I, that, that's, that's basically, I took that knowledge and that's how I approached the figure Obscura boxes is I, I feel like I'm telling a little bit of a, a story, like a picture book, basically. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so it's, that's ever since then, that's just how I've approached everything. And, uh, it's, it's fun. We, we, we talk about the, the projects, um, in the studio as we try to allocate time and resources and things like that. We talk about just kind of the sizes. Are they figure obscura size? Are they, um, you know, horseman or dark four size? Cause that's another size. Both of those are very large or even extra large. And then there's the, you know, reinforcements wave where it's like, that's a small, you know, you only, we, you should only be spending X amount of time on that kind of a thing. So yeah, that's kind of how we run with things. And then there's the book, which we don't know what size that is at all, but no, but that's, uh, I, I, it's big. I guess if you consider the whole book at, by itself, it's enormous, but yeah. I mean, I guess the, yeah, you get to use reuse some of your art i guess for that in terms of what you've done a lot already. of it will be reused artwork but yeah. we're also looking like we're going to be pretty strategic about where we place new art because we do want new art of course um and then i've also proposed and we'll be doing a bunch of um not unfinished art but kind of unfinished art kind of more sketchy stuff uh more like little spot illustrative type vignette kind of pieces that are just like exploring a, a simple or a small idea or illustrating one of the great weapons, but it's just more like a kind of a side note to the rest of the text. So we're really approaching that book with, um, we keep comparing it to like a Dynatopia type book. Oh yeah. That's brilliant. I don't know if people yeah. are familiar yeah, with I know Dynatopia. Book, yeah. yeah. Where it's, it was clearly an artist that wrote and produced that book. Um, and he very much, you know, you have your big hero paintings that you spend a lot of time on and you really flesh out, but then throughout the rest of the book, you just have a lot of just enough imagery to take you through the story. And then, and then there's going to be all of Trevor's photos as well, which is going to be a fun kind of multimedia book as it were, but yeah. Yeah. That just makes it the two, the two of you and, uh, and obviously Jeremy's writing with Eric as well. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I can't wait till, you know, whenever it might be, but I can't wait till we're on here chatting about that. And obviously I'll be begging you and Trevor and Jeremy uh, to come on and talk about it at some point in the future. You don't have to beg me. I'll just come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, still, still feel like I... But Trevor and Jeremy, you know, those guys, you know, they're, they're big time. They're know. big time. That's true. They might, we might have to, it might have to be uh, juggling a bit with the schedule to get them on, but... Uh, no, uh, like just just the amount of kind of stuff we're going to get out of that. And uh, as, a, as a fan of the line, you know, just amazing. And when you say Dinotopia there, I'm like, oh, my God, that book is so cool. Um, and he has another one, the same author that's uh, to do with uh, um, kind of aliens as well, doesn't he? 
I think so. Yeah, extra, I, extraterrestrials I and, and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 He does. I love James yeah. Kearney's James work Kearney, yeah. in general. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. I. I I haven't uh, you haven't got that other one that alien one because it's uh, I think it's really expensive now it's kind of out of print and whatever but he had one called Color and Light um, where mm-hmm. he talks a lot about uh, and I, I got that last year just because I was in more into the customizing and uh, yeah it's just a great read even if you just want to read a book uh, and Absolutely. you learn an awful lot about how to kind of paint without actually picking up a brush uh, yeah. and obviously if you're painting you know even if you're painting little action figure heads it kind of can help you a bit um just to understand uh how we see it's almost how how we actually see things you you don't think about it when you're when you're when you're not an artist i don't think Um, yeah it's true it helps you be a little more observant of what what colors are playing like your brain tells you for example i'm looking over here at my apple charger that i have plugged into my computer and it's white everybody knows that apple's stuff has all the white cords and all that kind of thing but if i were to paint it there's there's not any white on it at all (laughs) it's it's kind of half in shadow so there's a lot of pale blues and wherever the light's hitting it i have nice soft warm lights in here it's it's more of a golden light on it there's there's zero white on it at all but my brain says well that's white so i gotta paint it white yeah (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Yeah. if you're a kid you know approaching it you're just going to get the white paint and and paint it but yeah Eyes are another thing. Um, here's a custom tip for a lot of people that work on eyes, um, especially if you're painting somebody with blue eyes. Everybody thinks, well, blue eyes, I'm just going to, you know, get that cerulean blue and go for it. It's like, that's nah, not at all how human eyes are blue, not even a little bit. Um, human eyes are actually almost, if like myself, I have blue eyes, but they're actually more of a gray. But because of the warm tones around my face, it gives that optical illusion of looking actually blue. And so it's, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff like that. When you start going, you, that's a, that's a rabbit hole right there. Just color theory. Oh, no, and, absolutely. But that's, I think that's interesting. And it's why, you know, you see somebody posting maybe on the cabal, oh, what's a color match to the green orc? And it's like, right. well, you could get it out of a bottle maybe, but it's never quite right. Uh, and actually it's more fun just playing, <laughs> playing around, you, you know, exactly. with it. Um, exactly. Uh, now it might be a pain for some people, depending on what they want to get out of it. But if you really want to do it properly, uh, you're better off just mixing. Uh, and every time you mix slightly differently, but you'll get there, <laughs> you know, uh, and as long, as long as you put it on thin enough, uh, you, you'll be able to kind of touch it up mm-hmm. and get it to the right shade. Yeah. And I think everyone has different ideas about what they'd regard as a match too. So I see things, people post a picture of a painted thing up on the cabal. And there's loads of people going, you know, like really good painters going, oh, that's a brilliant match. And I'm looking at it going, no, actually, I don't think that is that good a match. But other <laughs> people are saying it is, so therefore I'm not seeing it properly. And it's everyone has that different take on it, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And colorblindness is a factor, 100%. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like you may not realize, they say, it, unfortunately with us guys, there's there's a lot of men that are colorblind. And so it's just by nature, I, I would imagine, given our, our fan base is, we have a lot of men and women, and we're we're grateful for everybody. But let's be honest; it skews heavily t- towards the men. <laughs> so um, there's going to be a bunch that are going to be have some level or varying degree of color blindness, which is normal. It happens, but it does. It absolutely affects how you see colors, and especially with paints. 
And under certain lightings, paints will react to different lights differently. Like I can look at a figure in sunlight, it'll look one way, but if it was, if a inconsistent paint was used under some really bright um, LED lights, yeah, you're going to see those differences. Yeah, for sure. There's a guy um, who I watched a good bit when I was starting off to paint. Uh, he's he's called Midwinter Minis on YouTube, and he does uh, he paints Warhammer, and he's great. Some great tutorials. It's it's not nothing too uh, crazy, but he's red green colorblind, and he's totally transparent with that, and he just works around it. But he says it's why he doesn't use a wet palette, for example, because uh, he he says it just wouldn't work for him. Uh, in terms of uh, the colors so yeah but you see his painted stuff and you think well you know he can work around it so but uh yeah it, it is always uh it's in the eye of the beholder isn't it very much is i used to do it all the time at my other job where i would photoshop actually has filters where i can turn on and look at my piece of artwork in fact we have to because we deal with children you would deal with children that would have color blindness so you want to make sure that any interactive elements were were very obvious and clear to that child. And so I remember checking artwork all the time. I haven't done that at all. Not once, I don't think, ever on any horseman stuff. So <laughs> What about all those what about red, all those big children? I know. <laughs> yeah, they'll figure it out. You just gotta look at act cool monsters and action figures and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You'll get it yeah we'll just we'll say it's cool doesn't matter if it's not the color you were going for <laughs> we're still gonna yeah. love it <laughs> right yeah the, the team that i work on um we produce official statistics and publish them and um again you know with accessibility you know with certain colors you can't use we started using various shades of blue or orange or whatever and, and you know our uh press people were just like nope nope people just won't be able to differentiate between them you've got to have completely different stuff so yeah really important area it is very much so yeah and i mean with the internet they're still learning but if you you see it's much better now uh, than maybe 10 years ago you know you see websites are much easier to read now than 10 years ago and it's the Mm -hmm. kind of the same principle uh kind of developing for that area you know absolutely yeah Yeah, it's all those small things that uh, you know when you do something as a hobby and that's all fine. And then if you turn it into professional, then it's all this small, bore, boring detail that, that actually <laughs> starts to become the pain uh, yep. rather than just drawing the cool picture or, or whatever you do, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, anymore, I just focus on making a cool painting. So Yeah, but that's the first, that's definitely the starting off point for you. Uh, it should be anyway. Um, and... So uh, do you work much then with Chris as well? Or, um, I mean, I know there's always the joke on the Four Horsemen O'Clock that, you know, uh, <laughs> if you're in the comments, he's like, why aren't you work? Why aren't you you're working? Right to work yeah. But but like, I've, I feel like you're, you kind of, I guess you take artistic direction from Eric and then uh, you get the whip cracked uh, in terms of the deadlines from Chris. And then Jeremy yes, is somewhere yeah. in the middle kind of uh, coordinating the two, I guess. Well, we we joke about it, but we don't joke about it. It's true. Jeremy is all of our bosses. <laughs> Jeremy's really the main boss at Four Horsemen Studios. Um, creative direction, yeah, I work with Eric, but actually, it's it's between Chris and George, depending on the products. Actually, okay, Chris is Chris has taken a step back and focused more on the action figure 
production stuff. I mean, he was focused on everything before, so he was he was juggling everything. It, it, it's amazing how much. I don't think people realize or know just how much he had to, he he has to juggle. George is there. George has taken a lot of that as well off his plate. And actually, lately, George has been kind of the keeper of my schedule. Um, largely because, I mean, the packaging, yes, deals with the production of the figures. And so I still touch base with Chris for that. But um, with every release, and especially the figure releases, there there's so many other pieces of art that we have to juggle. Things for the pins, uh, art for the mugs, art for the T-shirts, uh, you know, all that stuff. Um, please forgive the somewhat crude joke, but we call it the PMS <laughs> <laughs> or figure of school, which is pins, shirts, and mugs. And yeah. That's, that's what it's standing for, for us. But it's, you know, we always call it the PMS that hits us after a project after I think in my mind, a project is done. Cause with a figure of painting, figure obscure packaging, it's, it's like four pretty intensive paintings most of the time. And so by the time I'm done with that, I'm just like, okay, ready to move on. Give me something else to do. <laughs> and usually I kind of get started on whatever the next project is, but then George will come back to me and be like, eh, Nate, we still need pins and mugs and shirts. Come on. So you do the yeah, art for the, you do the art for the pins as well, yeah? I do. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I, I you know, every once in a while other artists will step in and help. Um George George himself being one. For example, the the Furious Four, all those pins that were done last year, those were all George's. He he took my artwork and he converted it in a way. Um for this year for the Legion's pins, um, that was a combination effort between me and George. Um, I did the mythic Waltor and I did the, the, uh, Vorgus Vermilius 2.0, but then George did the cosmic Walter pin. And then he's got some other ideas. He, he's, he knows what you can do with a pin. And I think if, if I'm not, I don't think I'm spoiling anything. I think it's been talked about, but there's going to be something I think special on that space on the cosmic Walter pin. If you can get it to work. So he approached it a little bit differently than the other two. Whereas the other two, I just straight up kind of did what he did on based on mine from last year, where I just based it off my artwork. But, but yeah, when I produce a pin, it's, it's a different process than just, you know, I've done this painting of the figure. Now I have to go in and try to make it work for an actual pin. That's only so big. And that's, that's a whole process in and of itself. Yeah. George is kind of, he seems to have a background in pins or, um he he's a, got a background in all kinds of things yeah he actually has you need to get him on the show sometime oh we will yeah but he's he always comes across on the four horsemen clock as like he doesn't want to be there <laughs> <laughs> that's but his maybe, shtick. That maybe that's that just, could be just because of chris or whatever you know um it's mostly that it's but, probably mostly that yeah. george happily posed for photographic me at last year's legion ah, yeah, no, he's a good despite lad. me having a foreign accent so i'm sure yeah. he'll be fine <laughs> yeah exactly he's um no george has a great time I mean, George has always been a media guy. Yeah, he always has been a media. Yeah, guy. he had a, a like a YouTube show before exactly. uh, he joined Four Horsemen for for some other stuff. Yep, Toy um, Break. That's right, Toy Break. Yeah, that Toy Break, and then he did October Toys. He still does October Toys, I think, if they still have a presence. And then I don't think they do any shows necessarily, but as far as product and whatnot, he still has some. And then there's, but yeah, he his his focus has turned to pins as of lately. He really, really likes the pin market, and we have we all have so many pins thanks to him. 
That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I missed out on the cosmic pins last or the sorry, the Furious Four pins last year. I had to, you know, we all had to make choices. Where do we queue? What do we do? Uh, I kind of was running around like a headless chicken and actually ended up <laughs> queuing for nothing, really. Um, but I had a good time doing it because um, I went into the queue for the figures and then realized, you know, there was no point and actually I was no risk of, get, of missing out. So I just ended up on the show floor, but you weren't going to get a pins that way. Mal somehow got the pins, which was uh, I was very I only noticed that when I went to Key the, jumper. Yeah, when I went <laughs> no, well, when I went I to visit Mal in the summer, uh, I said, holy crap, Mal, you have the pins. Did you get them on eBay or something? You know, and he's like, no, I got them at the con. I was like, you kept that quiet. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like uh, initially people hadn't registered because I was in the queue for ages. And I'd, I guess people perhaps hadn't registered they were there or something because they were at the point you paid. And I was just like, I saw them I was like. Yeah, I'll take them as well. Pass me them. <laughs> but I missed, uh, like, I think it was my second time at the table, maybe even on the second day, uh, just getting a few figures when the queues had died down that I realized they did have a box of pins and I think they had Krampus pins and a four horseman pin. And maybe I had most of them, but I still got a couple of them because, you know, when do you get a pin? You don't have to get shipping. It's, what is it, 10 bucks yeah. a pin or something. It's it's a really uh, It's a really nice purchase. Uh, incidentally, we'll have pins at Legion's Con for purchase at our table. So. <laughs> Don't forget that. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Actually, thanks to Len LaGuardia, he uh, he hooked me up with the contact uh, where he gets his pins, and uh, uh, I went directly to them. Uh, and sh- yeah, it's actually it was from China, so there was a you know there was two or three days of uh, back and forth communications where you know it was a bit slow, but uh, once it was uh, done and sent over amazing what well, like what i would like what you get from wolf king was very happy um yeah so uh glenn is awesome glenn is great oh he's very very he's um, yeah he's getting he's doing the the tablecloth for us and also the little banner thing uh with our logo and stuff for the table uh so all kind of stuff that if we were to do it here and bring it over would just be such a pain in terms of travel and also who you know who do you contact for that stuff you right. know right um so Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So Nate, Nate, can I ask? So Chris used to manage your time. Yeah. Uh, and now Still George. To some, and some degree. Yeah. In my head, that's like going from like some sort of demonic, crazy creature to almost a Paddington bear, Pudley <laughs> person. <laughs> Is that how it actually works? Or are they both like harsh taskmasters? Oh. You're seeing their four-ish o'clock personas for sure at play. Um, and then even, I mean, even when you go there and you see them at Legion's Con, poor Chris last year was not feeling great. So he really wasn't himself at Legion's Con. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that because I was surprised. Yeah, but he's he's generally pretty high energy all the time. But, um, I mean, Chris and I have worked together now for a few years and it's fun. You get him one-on-one and talk to him on the phone and you're talking business and you're talking work and he's very normal. He's very well put together. He's very, you know, he knows what he's talking about. Um, and, and then we like to joke. Uh, he definitely has a different style of management, I would say, compared to George. George is definitely a little more laid back, but George is also going to call it like he sees it. Like if, like if I'm late on something, he's like, dude, we need this like now kind of a thing. And it's like, you know, then you see serious George come through. But for the most part, George is very laid back, easygoing. We're pretty clear on deadlines and that kind of a thing. So, um, yeah, 
artwork art is art is an interesting thing because um yeah you you just have some days are better than others some days you can be struggling in the entire day with a painting and repainting it over and over and it's just not working for you and then uh then you get these flashes of insanity a good example honestly is the the legions con artwork um especially for the wall tour and the borges vermilius pieces um the 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 wall tour pieces went pretty much to schedule like they, there wasn't anything really crazy to them it was i did it in about the time i said i was going to do it and it and it worked out great <clears throat> and then we got crunched for some reason probably because i was late on something else <laughs> <laughs> and we got crunched for something and i realized i only had a day i only had one day to do that borges vermilion's painting and i was like okay so it's crunch time and and it's you can look at it. You can see in the piece, like when you when you compare the Walter pieces with the Borges Vermilius, um, you can see that there's a lot of quick energy in the Borges piece, and and it's a little unrefined. And it's you know, but it's at the same time, I I did that also a little on purpose, just because I wanted to show this the nature of the, that suit kind of encompassing him kind of a thing. So there's like blobs of blood in the air that are just kind of coming at him, you know, and, and I don't know, I'm not a gory person, so I don't want that to read as like spattery blood. You would see in a horror movie. I want it, I wanted it to read more um, symbolically or illustrative, you know, but I think or, your art style kind of conveys more that anyway, you know, it's, it not, does, it, it, which is a blessing and a curse because sometimes for me to achieve that look, it actually takes a lot longer, but it looks like I did it in just a few brushstrokes. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like there's any, any of the artists that are listening to this probably realize that, yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, sometimes, yeah, you can pull something together and it really is those fresh, really quick brushstrokes and it works, but it's not like that most time. In fact, most paintings, it's, it's a battle for me. Like I'm, I'm constantly like, I'm good at laying down the initial idea and I'm good at kind of composing um, all the elements of how, where I want it to go, but then the actual execution of it, it's, it's just a battle. I'm constantly problem solving the whole time. It, it seems like, so it's, is it sometimes useful to have that kind of panic last minute? Uh, yes. Shoot. I need to do this by tomorrow morning. Yep. yep. You know, cause I sometimes feel that in various aspects of my life that sometimes I need that kick up the butt to. Sometimes, yeah, the, no, the deadlines are absolutely motivators. Um, and then there are moments too where you, you kind of need to procrastinate on some pieces. Figure Obscura in particular, I, I don't know that people, like I, for example, Headless Horseman was pretty straightforward. I was pretty familiar with that story and I kind of knew where I wanted to go with it. Same with Father Christmas. There wasn't a lot that I really needed to research too much. Uh, with Monkey King, however, that was complete new territory to me. So I, I had to, I spent a lot of time just researching what is the journey to the West? What is the Monkey King? Um, this is an art style that I've not, I want to make sure I convey an honor and a more of a Asian or a Japanese type art style, but I've never, I've never done it myself. I've admired it for years, but I've never actually tried to execute it on my own. And so that was an opportunity to, to do a lot of research there. Um, same thing with Red Death. I, I wasn't actually as familiar with that poem. So it took me a minute to really wrap my head around it. Um, and um, 
I think someone posted on the forums about that Christopher Lee narration of his of the story. That's right, yeah. And I seriously, I listened to that back to back for like six or seven <laughs> times. And I'm Brilliant. just like, first of all, I fell in love with Christopher Lee's voice because oh, how yeah. could you not? It's <laughs> My just, God, yeah. He narrated yeah. it. It was phenomenal. Yeah. And then to just kind of get a feel for the whole thing, realizing, yeah, this is absolutely uh, Poe's take on the Black Plague. So then I also was researching. Well, what happened during the Black Plague? What time period was that? What should the architecture look like in this piece? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. That's. Yeah. There's a lot of research that goes into it. Yeah. I may not be painting a whole lot of it, but I'm. I'm really having to. I want to make sure that I'm honoring what we're producing, essentially. And and back to what I was referencing before, it's like it's my job in the packaging to tell that story for, yeah. with the figure, so that. If a, if a person, if this is that only thing that they have, they it, it really is a rich experience for them. For sure. Yeah. And I'm in the middle of it, of something I can't talk about that's in the same boat. I'm <laughs> working how, on another figure of how, piece right now. Oh, wow. How, how far in advance do you generally work with the figure obscura? Is it like one figure in advance or? Yeah, yes and no. When I was doing um, Headless Horseman, I knew about Father Christmas, just like with uh, the Red Death. I'm well aware of what the next one is. Like those, those two kind of came at yeah. the same time, just because of the proximity of their release dates. That's true. Yeah. Um, but Monkey King, if I remember correctly, I was delivering artwork on that one back in February or March, and then it was literally just a couple months later. Yeah. He was hitting. How are you like when you got the concept of that? How are you feeling about all, like looking at all these new parts for the figures that you love and thinking, "Holy crap!" You know, right? I'm drawing. Yeah. I'm drawing this like, thing, and I'm like, "Look at all these new parts for legions." Yeah. Oh, believe me, I I geek out about all the new stuff as much as anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's. I think I posted this somewhere recently. People have asked how how much do I know. Versus how much do I not know? Eric, Eric, just as my friend knows that I like surprises. And and he also knows that I am a, I've, I've always been a fan of four horsemen figures. Like I've, I'm a fanboy just like anybody else about all of this stuff. And like my favorite figures in my collection are four horsemen figures. That's just how it is for me. It, uh, and it's always been that way. So for me to, to me to officially work with them and, to kind of exclusively be doing all their packaging stuff is yeah, this is this fanboy's dream come true as it would be for any of us. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so when I see figure obscura stuff, so for example, little convention is happening that we're talking about here in a month, yeah. a little less than a month now. And um, I do not know what any of the figures look like that are going to be revealed at GCon. Ah. Okay. I can safely say that. Like, I, I have no idea. Yes, I know what the factions are. And I've, I've known that for some time, and they just recently announced it. Um, but I've, I actually don't, I haven't seen them at all. <laughs> yeah, because I guess you'll be working on the art anyway, closer to yeah. production. Uh... Much closer to final production, yeah. My, the packaging artwork for both Mythic and Cosmic comes at the end of production. Figure Obscura is a little bit different. I do get a longer... A runway i definitely get a longer runway partly because we've learned i need that runway um just as an artist and for me to do that those packages justice i need that longer runway 
Um, and so what I, but still what I see of the figure obscura stuff, I don't see a final figure in the package unless Chris thinks to send me one of the samples from the factory, Whoa. a picture of one yeah. of the samples. He doesn't, he doesn't actually Not even send the figure, samples. just the picture, just a picture of a figure in the box. I'm like, so the first time I saw red death was a snapshot that Chris texted me. He's like, Oh, Hey, you might want to see this. <laughs> And this was literally like maybe a month before he released. Wow. That's when I saw the final figure put together. So what, was, uh, for example, when did you finish the art for Red Death then? It was, I was late on that one. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to get you in trouble here now either. No, it's okay. I'm in, I'm in trouble all the time. It's fine. Um, don't worry, Nate. We'd all love your art so much that, yes. that they'd, they'd it's be, worth it if anyone's they'd, listening. They'd be, fo- <laughs> they'd be fools to get rid of you, so don't Thanks. worry. Thanks. I'm trying not to get fired. I really, <laughs> I really am trying to do my job appropriately. Well, you know, I this is part late. of your job here. You know, you know, apart from you know having a great chat with us, and you know, we learn a bit more about you, and the people listening uh, learn a bit more about you. It's actually just to to show how much effort goes into the figures of the Four Horsemen. You know. So to answer your question, I'm trying to remember back. I think it was back in May. I think okay. I was wrapping up Red Death back in May. That yeah, that sounds. It was it me. was around the same time that Monkey Monkey King was dropping. Okay, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Monkey King was a big one for us because we had so much fun. We had two or three episodes uh, where we talked about Monkey King, uh, and they were we really enjoyed them. And uh, obviously, the figure was great. Uh, we had a little. Like Rich and Mal had watched uh, a series called Monkey, uh, which was on British TV in the in the mid eighties, and cool. uh, so they had a bit of knowledge from that point of view. And obviously, we like the figure. Rich is big into his samurai stuff, um, awesome. uh, which you'd have seen from his or which you'd see from his customs collection, among other things. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's that's one that I'll always remember for kind of in our in our little show it kind of really was a big deal for us you know monkey king is beautiful i'll never forget um so monkey king was an interesting one because i was working i was about to start his job what what people didn't know is monkey king's parts were um had to hurriedly be collected for legions con and intern for a day last year oh Wow. So Monkey King parts were kind of there. And I remember going into uh, one of the secret places and having Joe show me. And I remember sitting there looking with with Eric at all the 3D prints. Some of them were painted. Some of them were not. So that was the first time I saw Monkey King. Um, and then I was working on his artwork throughout the holidays of last year and early into the year last year. Um but yet, for the most part, with most of these figure obscuras, Eric is the one that I have to kind of pull a render from him. And he just shoots me screenshots of, like, for example, the ones that I'm working on right now. Um, he was showing me screenshots of it. And does he, and co- does he color that stuff as well? or Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes he does. Most of the time. Well, for example, the next one that's coming out, I it was colored, but it was... I, I need to stop. I'm going to reveal something. <laughs> but um, I, I can edit it out, Nate. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, we'll talk about it when it comes out on another show gotcha. in the future. Okay. But anyway, deal, deal. We'll hold you to that. But he sent he sends me renders. So, for example, like 
on all of the figure obscure boxes, there's that painting of a head. There's, it's either a painting or a drawing. Um, we try to keep it to a drawing for the most part because drawings will translate easier to pins and T-shirts. Uh, but that's something that we've just done. And those are almost always based off of a render that Eric has sent me. Um, so, I mean, I, I have very little say. Now, however, you look at Headless Horseman and if you look at Father Christmas, I mean, I just had a vague idea of what those figures were. Um, and again, when they sent me photos, it was it was prototype parts in a in one of those bins. Oh wow! <laughs> so like, okay, I so you were kind of going into well, Photoshop and trying to stick them together or something. Well, I just uh, I know you know I'm drawing the character. I I know roughly what the build is, largely because I play with the toys and I know how they go together and that kind of a thing, which is exceptionally helpful. Um, so I kind of knew that much, but but yeah, it can, it can be tricky. And so really, I, do, I don't know a whole lot. I'm, I'm a little like Trevor in that regard, because Trevor doesn't know much until they say, hey, we need you to photograph this. So like Trevor is actually ahead of me. For example, what will be revealed at Legion's Con, he'll be ahead of me because he's got to photograph all the prototypes, which he hates. But yeah, he hates and he loves it. We all know he hates it, but we all know he really loves it. So. I'd say he loved the reinforcements wave because he probably got to photograph production figures with that wave, I would imagine. Yes, I think so. Uh, yeah, I'd imagine. If I remember correctly, I think yeah, that's correct. They look like it anyway because he's got them in more funky poses than uh, than we say normal. Yeah, they're far yeah. more dynamic, aren't they? And then something yeah. like the Monkey King box where they have this kind of raised kind of foil and stuff, is that something you're involved with or yeah. is that... Yeah, that's kind of part yeah. That's of it. something that we talk about. We discuss that as we're talking about the job. So when I when I kick off a figure obscure job, we have kind of what's called like a creative meeting around it. And so these are the best meetings in the world because they're actually productive, and and it's with all my favorite people in the world. So we we have a great time, but we talk about things of like we knew a long long before. Like it was one of the first thing out, out of Eric's mouth, I want to say, when we did the box, he's like, I want to make sure we do some gold foil somewhere on it. I was like, yeah, that would be totally appropriate. And I just, and I went for it. I didn't, I didn't know how I was going to implement it until I got into it. I knew I, I had figured that, you know, I'm sure is the name and logo and stuff like that would all probably be gold foil, but I also wanted to implement it into the artwork and then once i got into the story of the monkey king i knew that you know these are these are characters with power like they have uh, if, if it was an old catholic thing they'd all have halos but but with a more of an asian mindset i was just i was thinking more of an aura of sorts and so it was simple to just kind of put a stroke around them and say that they're they're touched beings of gold kind of a thing like they're they're enhanced or supernatural beings kind of a thing so it was that was my thinking, whether or not it conveyed correctly oh, or not. I, it's, it's, I don't know. People seem awesome. to, I, I haven't it. seen it. I haven't gotten any hate mail for it yet. No. So <laughs> I guess I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah. I think I, I'd be very disappointed if I ever heard you got hate mail. I mean, that's. Uh, really, oh, it can happen. And it's okay. Of course it can happen. But uh, no, usually it's from George. Not to nice people. Yeah. Well, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> usually it's. Nate, why did you paint this space poop on the, <laughs> on the Cosmic Legion's packaging? What is this? Are those supposed to be asteroids? Because they look like space poop. But and I love George for that. I love yeah. that he's like just brutally honest about stuff. But it is, um, 
when you say about George being laid back and, you know, that's his style or whatever. But that that's a really good thing, because then when he actually says something serious or, you know, tries to be kind of cracking the whip, you actually know he means it. And you're suddenly going, right, that's how I try to be with my kids. You know, I'm pretty laid back. But as soon as like it's oh, OK, now it's serious, guys. And they know my tone of voice and then they go, oh, OK, there must be something up now, <laughs> you know, yeah. rather than exactly. I see a lot of people, they're just constantly shouting at their kids for every small minor infraction. And I'm like, yeah, when they set the house on fire, what, how, where are you going to go? You can't go another level, you know, <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> you right. know, there isn't, there isn't higher than screaming, you know, so keep that for when you really need to do it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But if anyone's giving you too much trouble, Nate, just give us the names and we'll speak to them at Legion's Con. <laughs> so, subtly with our British enforcer accents. Yeah. Yeah. The, the British enforcers are on. It can the, be like a guy. Track, it yeah. can be like a Guy Ritchie movie, you know. <laughs> I'll go a little bit more. I'd be like Brad Pitt in that. Uh, it was in Snatch, where he's the real Irish Snatch, kind of uh, yeah. itinerant. Amazing. <laughs> so uh, I'll just go full on that, and you can just lean more into the British side of it, you know. Nice. Uh, yeah. We'll get on the craze side of things. <laughs> right, oh, Rich. <laughs> We have a couple of little road to Legion's Con questions, Nate. So if you, if you're going, awesome. if you would indulge us, uh, Rich will uh, Rich will bring you through, and we see uh, where you lie and make him cry. <laughs> yes, my least favorite question at first, depending on your answer, Nate. Uh, what is your favorite mythic faction? Is it mythic? Mythic, mythic yeah. yeah. I think I'm answering this wrong for you, but it's it's oh. the noble bear. Yeah! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sorry, so Rich. many like this wave is going to sell gangbusters because I, I would say for every two guests we have on, one of them says the House of the Noble Bear. It's um, I mean there are reasons you've probably you're a He-Man guy, aren't you? I'm a He-Man guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm absolutely a He-Man guy. I, I, I remember you, like one of my favorite original podcasts was Roast Google Dinner with you and oh, Val cool. and yeah. uh, Val um, and, and Dan and Danielle and, and Rob and, and Eamon yep. back in the day. Um, yep. I used to love that show. And also just the it was quite a good production value on it. Yeah, Val did a good team. Which, which is why I wanted when we started this show to try and do it as well as we possibly could, you know, not have kind of bad nice. audio if we could um so yeah uh it's actually it's amazing if you told me seven eight years ago and i was listening to that that I, i'd have my own podcast and be talking to one of those guys it's amazing yeah yeah if if it helps you feel better rich i think my second my second favorite would be Silonis. well mm, you need to say the brood somewhere here <laughs> no i was i'm gonna go with I'm actually going with the convocation of Basilia over Zylona. Oh, that's my favorite. So you're, yeah. you're, yeah, that's not as bad as Zylona. If you said Zylona, you'd basically been kicking me while I was down. So yeah, <laughs> Rich is a bad Sorry. guys fan. Let's be honest. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, there's there's place there's a place for all of them. Yeah, there's a place for all. Of them. Need somebody to fight. I, I joke I joke an awful lot about the house of the Noble Bear, but I'm sure when I see the figures at Legion's Con, they're going to look incredible, and I'll end up buying them. You're a massive North Norse mythology fan. I know that from right. you. You had this. Yes. You've have this Norse member thing that you do on your art page. I don't know if you do, do it every year, but I, if I can, I'll try to do it again this November. Oh, but yeah, really I'm, cool. I I really love. I like Vikings. Like I enjoy Vikings, and I enjoy the kind of the barbaric aspect of them, and and 
they were a powerful people and I like that, but I love Norse mythology. Like I love all the creatures and I love all the, just the elves, the dwarves, the giants and all that stuff. That's yeah. Tol Tolkien was pulling from really good so sources there. I mean, if we get some funky creatures in the noble bear, Rich, I mean, you're, you're probably back on side here, aren't you? I think I've said, if we get a lizard man barbarian, then it's my favorite, <laughs> favorite faction, basically. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think Mal is with me on this. I do hope we get some sort of nod to Vikings. I mean, I know we've had Freya, uh, which is a kind of Norse goddess type figure. But, uh, you know, give us a couple of Vikings, uh, one or I, two. I, I, I tried to carefully prod Eric yeah. on that one. Too. I know like, you're fighting the good fight for us here. Knowing he was working on Noble Bear, I was like, am I going to, you know, I, I know you want to surprise me, but oh, are we going to see more Vikings? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what his answer was because that would be spoiled. <laughs> yeah, but but please know, as a fan and especially a fan of Norse mythology, I was absolutely heckling him a little bit. Like, come on, Vikings, more Vikings! So, for sure, and and uh, you know, even kind of linked with that a little bit. But you know, when you think about the new parts coming in this wave, you know, possibly the like the bear forearms maybe would be cool, and the bear shins that kind of stuff um, will bring it to the next level and then we can make our own barbarians then. Exactly. There's, um, there's, an, there's a future conversation we're just going to have to have someday. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Maybe I can use those parts for zombie barbarians after <laughs> they've been killed by the brood. Just get, so your, get your Dremel out, Rich, and chip a few bits off it and then paint it. You, you, you say it like, like I'm joking. I, I'm eyeing up a torso at the moment that I'm going to take a Dremel to before long. So Nice. There you go. I love it. So then what's your favorite figure, a mythic figure, then, Nate? Is that from the House of Noble Bear as well? Um, It, it is in the House of Noble Bear. Yeah, I... I I kind of go between, and I just did this on um, on the Legion's lair with Brad and Michael. Uh, Freya no, for they, a long they time. They don't count, though, in all fairness. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> sure. I love those guys, but yeah. They're good. Um, they're, Freya for a long time was a favorite, and then having having the, the accessory pack for the half-giant, people call it the Noble Barch. Um, Rightly so. That's um that's become a favorite for sure, and then also just the barbarian builder, like that trifecta right there is kind of, it's hard for me. But if I had to pick one, then it would be it would be that accessory pack, and I've I've put it on a, I put it on that half giant builder that came with that wave, and I've made some modifications and I've painted it on my own just to, to make it my own, and that's it's my own custom and it is what it is. That's. I did that with the uh, with the ogre builder from the the very first ogre wave. Um, it's it's just fun. That's what I love about these figures. Any of the builders are actually some of my more favorite figures because then I'll take them and customize them and make it my own. Yeah, it's really uh, it's really attractive to do that with them, and there's a there's such a great base because they still have the sculpt, you know. Exactly. Yeah that that set's incredible though that that yak mace hammer whatever you want to oh so good so good so is there a chance without spoiling anything that you might be doing something like that again for the horseman Nate? um i think or would I you like to do something like that again yeah i'm not i'm not i don't think i'm spoiling anything 
and I'll be careful about it. But when I did those designs for the half giant, I did other designs that have yet to be released. Ah, okay. So time will tell. And, and, you know, working with Eric and Jeremy and scheduling of things, it's, you know, we like making stuff, but we also like to be strategic about when we release stuff. Yeah. And, and as you know, I mean, we're seeing the fruits of that in this latest, in this latest reinforcements wave, a lot of those new heads have actually been sculpted for ages. We've just been looking for an opportunity to finally release them in some form. So, so there's a question. I mean, it, it's possibly one as much for Eric and, and other guys, but I guess it applies to some of the packaging art as well. Is there stuff you do that you're like, man, I really, really like that and can't wait to see that out there, but you know, and you have to for those strategic reasons, just hold it off, hold off. And the time yeah. goes by and you're like, oh, I really want well, to. Well, I mean, it. yeah, fans talk about them. And it's, there's, it's not a, if you look at the back of the ogre packaging, there's that big yak looking minotaur. Yeah. Um, I didn't make that up. And I've, I've been on record saying that before. I didn't just create that guy. That's, that's a thing. And I would love to see it released. Um, there's, there's another troll on the troll box that, Frankly, I'm like, honestly, that could be my favorite troll whenever <laughs> yeah. it gets released, if it gets released, and that kind of a thing. So, is that the, the more amphibian type? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I and I, he's way in the background, and he's kind of obscured. And and what I painted isn't nearly as awesome as what Eric showed me. Oh wow! That would be cool. <laughs> that would be very, very, very exciting. We just pick the jaws off the floor and continue. Yeah. yeah. And what about cosmics? Uh, then Nate, do you have a favorite figure that's been released or shown even up to this point? Um, released or shown? Yeah. Well, I mean, in hand, we only have the first wave, and it's um, I I love. Very similarly to the the Mythic Legion's Barbarian Deluxe Legion Builder, for me, Oleg Thygar, both the Valkatar and the Grave Ring version, um, both of those versions are very... Uh, I, I like to think of them as one figure, and I love to mix and match and That's swap. That's true, yeah. They're awesome. And then also Ziri. I just I can't put her away or put her down. Kind of like she's always just right there next to me as I work kind of thing. Uh, she's awesome. As far as that's been revealed... Um, I am really, I love Forga. It, it's hard to pick a favorite. I don't know if I have a favorite. I still like Callian, is it Callian Shun? She's the one with the, um, the, the she, red soft goods. She's red and yeah. blue. And, she has the helmet yeah. and then the really helmet, gorgeous yeah. um, Thrace head or Thrace sculpted head. She's She's probably a favorite. I do, I do enjoy a lot of the female figures, a lot. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love monsters. Um, good barbaric guys are very cool. Uh, if they can be more monstrous, then I'm going to like them more. I get, I think that's kind of why I like the half giant a lot, is because he kind of is. He's he's a dude, but he's very much a monstrous kind he of is, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably Callie and Shun for whatever reason keeps bubbling up in my mind. I just love. It goes back to this conversation that I remember having with Eric way back when the advent of Decay Kickstarter was about to happen. And in fact, John, you maybe 
I don't know if you would have remembered this episode. We were talking with Eric on Roll Scoobled In. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he was talking about um, the advent of decay and how nervous he was. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. I remember. Was, yeah. Yeah. Because I've listened he was to them all. so yeah. nervous because typically, unfortunately, female figures are not the strongest sellers. They're just not, which I find, I find tragic because they're, they're some of the most beautiful pieces of art that they get they they get produced but um i remember eric being so nervous about it and one thing i've actually always really enjoyed and loved about four horsemen studios and just eric's uh i don't know if it's it, it's a combination of eric and jim and cb they're not out there to throw giant breasts in your face kind of thing when in regard to female figures they're not interested in the skin realm of things you know they're not interested in the whole selling selling their ideas with sex they feel like that that cheapens it that degrades it 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 takes away from who the characters should be and and the stories that they want to tell um and i remember eric in that interview with rose google saying specifically that he loved for example with return of the jedi you have leia you had slave leia which was wildly popular but then you also had bausch when she was dressed up as bausch and and both Eric and myself found Bausch way more intriguing and way more interesting and with a much richer, deeper, more compelling story that we would want to follow. And so Kelly and Shun for me is kind of that Bausch figure in cosmic. And I think that's why she keeps popping up in my mind. She's, she's a beautiful woman. There's, there's no doubt in my mind that if she wanted to really knock some guy's socks off, she could, but she doesn't. And that's not who she is. She's far more interesting and far more, um, just a cooler character. I mean, Mal, you you're kind of, I'd say you're a hundred percent in agreement there because oh yeah, Alien was um, your favorite that, from that way, wasn't and that's she? exactly who she reminded me of when she was revealed. It was uh, yeah. Leia as a bounty hunter, Bouch or what, what? Yeah, that was that was the thing I had in my head when I saw her. So yeah, completely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I I think her and Zeri could be out of Star Wars in a way, you know. No, I think a few of them could. You know, they're in no way a ripoff of a character out of Star Wars, but they just, you could pop them on your Star Wars shelf or, you know, you could see that type of uh, character design in Star Wars and not bat an idol and just go, yeah, that fits with the, with the, with the universe, you know? Yeah. And I'm looking at my shelf and I'm realizing, I'm see, I'm noticing again, anything Sphexian. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> anything Sphexian just strikes a, a really strong chord with me. And I think part of that goes back to my love for, um, well, I, I remember my very first action figure was probably the Ovion from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, wow. And if you don't know who that is, he's, uh -huh. he's the, the yellow eyed green bodied four armed bug guy. Yeah. <laughs> from, from Mattel's Battlestar Galactica line that was adjacent to, and can, could be played with all of Kenner's old, um, Star Wars stuff. Gotcha. And I just remember loving that monster and that creature for so long. And then to have Empire Strikes Back come out and you have like Forlom and Zuckus and, you know, those kind of guys of like, I've always been kind of, I wouldn't say that I'm like a bug guy. No. Like, I, like there were those kids that played with spiders and played with flies, you know, the yeah. big rubbery ones and stuff like that. And I was like, nah, that's not my thing. But like throw an alien bug at me and it changes everything. <laughs> that's what it is. It's the creature aspect, isn't it? It's the, the, the yeah. not, the, the, okay, it might be slightly humanoid in this case, but it's, it's, exactly. that, it's, 
it's the inhuman aspect of it, I guess, isn't it? The- exactly. Like as far as the monsters, that that whole monster realm is just yeah. Those those Fexians are incredible. They're incredible it's also figure. a figure, and I'm judging it based on what figure I find myself picking up over and over. Like when I need to just take a break and I want to grab a figure and mess with it, it's often those three: the the Figar, Ziri, and the the Spexian. So would sorry, I might be stealing one of Richard's questions here, but uh, so would you say you are more of a fantasy or more of a sci-fi fan, or both equally? That's tough. I would, I, if I can cheat and say both equally, that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I yeah. go back I mean, and forth all the time. I grew up with with Star Wars in one hand and Masters of the Universe in the other hand. I mean, that, that was, that's really my childhood in a nutshell. I mean, there were other things, and I, I'm interested in a variety of other things for sure, but like when I when I need a break and my brain needs to go to a happy place to kind of recharge or or escape the, the problems that I'm dealing with today, it's often Star Wars Masters of the Universe, and now it's becoming Mythic Legions and Cosmic Legions. I mean, so... Yeah, there are elements of both. Now, I would say illustratively, like for for drawing, I enjoy the fantasy stuff probably a little more. Um, it's not that I don't like illustrating sci-fi stuff. I do. There's, um, I'm just not a fan of structure. I guess I, I really tend to lean more organic with my the way I work. Um, I really like organic stuff, stuff that's natural, stuff that flows. Um, so like with cosmic, yeah, you break things down geometrically and it's, there, there's a charm to it. I'm, I'm not, it's not that I hate it. I don't hate it at all. It's, it's, a, it's just a different challenge for me. And, and I find that naturally I tend to do more fantasy stuff. Yeah. I even noticed that with customizing, uh, as much as I've loved a few cosmic things I've done, uh, it's still more fun to do the mythic, you know? At the moment, at least. Yeah. And I guess that probably won't change. Awesome. So looking forward to Legion's con then, Nate. Obviously, um, as we're recording this, it's only three and a bit weeks away. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be flying out three weeks today. In fact. Very exciting. Awesome. Um, what are you looking forward to the most at Legion's con this year? Mostly it's just seeing everybody again. I, I think seeing people, seeing friends, rubbing shoulders with everybody. Um, I love the Glios guys. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're fun. I, I know that the studio guys, we've been talking a lot about Glios recently, but the Glios guys and I, we we go back a long ways. And so it's any time that I get to see Matt Dowdy and, and that crew is always just a delight for me. So I'm happy to see them. I, and I'm just grateful to see, like, Emil. I'm, ha- I'm excited to see you guys again. I'm excited to see, you know, Steve Bushotti and get slapped around a little bit by him. Um, <laughs> Travis, I love those guys. Oh, with those hands that he's got, that's going to hurt too. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm going to have to have my, uh, you know, a giant accessory pack shield up and ready for that one. <laughs> um, complete with the tusks. <laughs> oh yeah. Are you it, traveling with, are you to... traveling with is again? Yeah, most likely. Yeah. I, I know that our planes are landing at about the same time. Ah, okay. And we tend to we tend to travel together, so it's it's always fun to catch up with Iz. Um, oh, it's always man. fun for me um, to just get that one on one time with the studio. Also, like yeah. everybody at the studio, I love going in. And I mean, they're they're my employers, but they're 
they're my friends also. And but especially now that you're, you know, working great, you know, uh, kind of almost you're an employee. So therefore, you know, right. it's like you're going to see the buddies that you speak on the phone every day about work. Right. And you get, I feel actually... bad sometimes. I, I'm constantly texting them. Yeah. Like I'm out here. I'm still alive. Yeah, but we all we all know that uh, we all know that work from home feeling over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, right. Sometimes, depending on what you've you know how busy you are, or whatever, you actually just need the connection with people, uh, be it you know through a message or you know through a Zoom call or whatever it might be. But you need the connection because you're just in your own little uh, room at home, and uh, maybe you're other half or your family are not around so it's just you're just exactly. your own thoughts and you're like i need to speak to someone I about by this. myself and i have to be disciplined to, <laughs> yeah. on my own to get work done otherwise <laughs> i live in a room full of action figures so you can imagine the distraction <laughs> yes i know that all too well when we first went into lockdown here i put my i did a home office in my display room and i did the same rich yeah i had to get out of there i was in the bedroom after three four weeks i was like yeah i yeah. need to <laughs> need to be out of here as Absolutely. much as i loved it exactly so how long are you going to be in new jersey for then nate you obviously you're gonna be there for intern etc do you stay on for a long time afterwards a little bit like, I'm, I'm there for a solid week it seems like if i remember correctly so we're there i get there like the day before intern and then i leave early in the, the week following. So it seems like there's one or two days where I'm just working in the studio with everybody. And oftentimes that's, that's the time when um, Eric and Jeremy and Chris and I, and probably George will sit down and, and talk about the upcoming years projects, kind of get a feel for how intense of a year we're planning on it being. Um, those are moments when we talk about, Pro, you know, how big projects should be or how big they shouldn't be. We talk about any possible new things that we might be doing, that kind of a thing. So it's, it's, it's pretty constructive time. It's actually, I, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Enjoy it a lot. And what sort of stuff can people expect to see at your booth then Nate at Legion's Call? So this kind of the, some of the same and some new. So there's, I'm going to have four prints that are kind of the traditional 11 by 17 papery prints. Um, two of them are based. Yep, exactly. You got one hanging in the back there. Thank you. Oh, it was awesome. Um, signed by the, signed by the artist. There you go. <laughs> you were the, you were one of the first booths I went to Nate. Awesome. Thank you so much. So there will be two red death pieces. Um, the, cool. I, I mean, yeah, the Poxis piece will be there. Oh, I'm hoping that everybody will have seen all of the Poxus artwork. I, I know that Chris and George have been kind of intentionally not shown everything on okay. the Poxus artwork, but you'll see it there at Legion's Con, full splendor right there on my table. So there's Poxus and then a Monkey King print. I'm going to take oh, the... Awesome. Oh, yeah. So the yeah. outer wrap of the Monkey King um, where he's jumping up in the air and you have the demons behind him. Um, a lot of the demons are covered up by the text box. So this is a chance to get that artwork without any of that obstruction. <laughs> well, that's going on my must-buy list then. Yeah, yeah, I think all three of us are big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. And I'm I'm really happy with how that turned out. It, it looks it's pretty fun. It's a oh, sharp. That's a, it's a, nice it's a definite buy. Yeah. And then the new stuff that I'll have, I'm actually going to be hiring some higher dollar, larger stretched canvas pieces. Ooh. Um, okay. 
some of the classic stuff that you've seen me do the uh that battle of um that fiery battle we were talking about um that's been with us since the beginning of the line the the back with the, where you have scapular you've got some orcs in the foreground and a kind of a really dark skinned looking vampire looking back at you with the troll and with uh, gorgo aetherblade raising his sword over there so that that big classic piece will be a three foot by two foot painting and then another three foot by two foot painting of the headless horseman. So that, that big, that big one of him rearing on his horse. So that will be offered as a big, a large canvas print. And then for some smaller canvas prints, um, I have a few different things, uh, a little more variety there. They're only going to be nine by 12 or, or, you know, a foot by, you guys are British. I don't know how that's that okay. We can do feet, yeah. So we can just, work on that. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, in, in centimeters, especially the especially the Brits, they they're still kind of a little over imperial. thirty centimeters by yeah. a little over um, twenty. Yeah, we we have some resistance here in Britain to it. I don't <laughs> care personally, but there's some people like no, should be doing everything in ounces and still in miles, yeah, isn't you? Inches, and, yeah, yeah we, in miles. Yeah, be. awesome. So I've I've got. Again, some of the classics that are returning. The Castle of Four Sides piece will be oh. on a nice stretched canvas piece, as well as the Castle of Silverhorn. Um, and then I have, I'm bringing some He-Man stuff, some of my New that's Eternia. Right, yeah. A New Eternia He-Man and a New Eternia Skeletor on stretched canvas will yeah, be there. That's, a, that's another whole show where we could talk to you about that. But That would be a whole other show, yeah. 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 But um, how are you going to transport all that, or how, how have you arranged it? So thankfully, um, Jess, Jesse Arnold is actually, he works at a print shop. That's right, Jesse does. Yeah, yeah. So he's handling those canvas prints, and he'll be transporting them out when he comes out. Oh, Jesse. And then Another reason friend, to love Jesse if you didn't have one already, which exactly. would, be, would be bizarre. He's, he's awesome. And then our, our good uh, cookies friend, Len, Len Laporia. <laughs> is is handling the uh paper prints excellent yeah so yeah so, so thankfully good. i won't be traveling with all that stuff I'll, well no i mean we, well, i'm I mean, just gonna we, show up and be like okay i hope it all made it <laughs> kind of a thing yeah we so, know yeah. We, we knew your pain we were talking to is it chris Farone? he's over in washington state um and uh yeah he nearly has to fly as far as us yeah and you're over he, where's, yeah. where are you again so, I'm in Utah. Utah. That's so, right. so that's, that's closer the, to Washington than to New yeah, Jersey. That's that's yeah. almost West Coast, is it? What would you call yourself? West Coast? Yeah, West Coast isn't too far for us. For yeah. example, my in-laws live in California. Okay. And so, every, you know, we're out there a couple times So designer con, is that something you could make your way to? I that is that, certainly something I could make my way to, is yes. Because uh, I know they announced that recently that they were going to be there, or a few of them. Yes, they did. So yep. you never know. You never know. You look. You might need this uh, amazing artist at Designer Con if you're lucky. That, if that's he's the lucky. hope. Yeah. That's <laughs> the, I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to announce that, but yeah, that's the hope. There's no. A, I mean, you a, can always announce as, your your hope. You don't have to confirm or deny. There you go. Well, <laughs> I, it, and it's always with shows like that where we have to travel, and you know, we're pretty selective of who from the studio goes. Makes sense. Yeah. And because it's close to me kind of makes sense that i would probably show up there exactly yeah yeah and are you looking to pick anything up yourself from anybody at legions con nate so what i love another thing that i love about legions con is and i i got a little bit of this time last year i didn't get as much of this time two years ago 
So I'm going to make sure to make it a point. So I'm bringing out my son to Legion's Con. Uh, Caleb will be with me. And what age is Caleb? He's 14, okay. but he looks like an 18 year old man. He's a big lad, is he? <laughs> he's, he's big. Yeah. He's, so he'll he's be able one. to he'll be able to look after the booth when you're. Uh... He can look after the table for a minute, and cool. and he knows the guys. He knows everybody at the studio. So we're fine just leaving him with the prints while I go and peruse. But I, I love, I, I often come back with a handful of heads that I might paint or not. In fact, I've only painted a very few of those heads that many of them are still in their resin forms. Um, but I always like picking up stuff and trying to support some of the artists there myself. Like I, I really do enjoy, and I just like talking with them and seeing what new stuff that they have. In fact, last year uh, at Noble, is it Noble Bear? Anthony Velez, yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Good grief. I just know him as Anthony. I'm trying to think of his company name. Yeah, it's like, Noble, you know, Anthony. Noble Bear. Chief Man Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Uh, I picked up some because he was anticipating cosmic stuff. And so I picked up a head and some gauntlets that will work really, really well. My son is a big Spider-Man fan. I'm oh, cool. jumping all over the place, but eventually it will connect. My son's a big Spider-Man fan. I picked up some heads from Anthony or a head and some gauntlets that I think will make a cool cosmic Spider-Man custom. Oh, wow. That's, so, oh, yeah. That's pretty It's cool. still very cosmic-y, but um, yeah. especially with that Tusk pilot in those reds, um, that would be an easy one to customize into kind of a cosmic Spider-Man. So Sweet. That's, that's one that I'm pulling pieces together for for my son because my son actually likes to get into a lot of this customizing and, oh, cool. and stuff on his own so and does he get is he does he play video games as well because i know yeah he does i know there's a new spider-man game coming oh out yeah he, he let me know that this morning <laughs> like, yeah like, spider-man 2 is coming out to, like today or tomorrow or yeah whatever i think it's yeah i think it's this yeah. weekend or whatever so yes yeah, so you mightn't see much right. of him at the weekend so <laughs> right cool yeah, he's excited. He's a good kid. He likes all of this stuff. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah excellent. I have an eight-year-old, and uh, I'm hoping, like, obviously when they're eight, they love toys and everything, so it's it's easy. But, yeah, his eyes light up every time I'm doing something with Legions. And he's, yeah, he is, he would give away all his toys to come to Legions Con, let's be honest. Oh, but, awesome. <laughs> but, but he's yeah. a bit too young. And uh, How old yeah, is he? He's eight. So hey, yeah, I'd, need, I'd need to bring mom as well. And uh, yeah, that's, that's tricky because she's a teacher and it's yeah. it's not in the holiday week. So, yeah. Anyway, that's boring. it is not. No, Caleb's intentionally going to miss school for this one. Yeah. But, but look, 14, he'd be fine. It's worth it. <laughs> He'll be exactly. Fine. Exactly. He'll have a sleepless week the one afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. You just do double homework next week. Happy days. <laughs> worth it, Caleb. I can tell you that much. Cool. Well. We'll be we'll be definitely excited to meet him and uh, ask him what he really thinks of his dad. <laughs> Make sure I'm away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, of course, yeah. yeah you'll be, be over. I'll be down at the Glios tables. And yeah, you'll be over. Really asking the questions. Trying to John's get me roving around with a microphone, Nate. So you know, whatever he asks <laughs> will be recorded. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. And you'll be over trying not to buy something that Rich is trying to sell you. <laughs> I don't, I don't like vampires, Rich. No, I don't like vampires, Rich. No, I love vampires. I might be in trouble. Yeah. Of the bad guy factions, if we're going to go there, vampires are probably up there as my favorite. Excellent. Cool. cool. They are. 
They are pretty cool. I, the new Vampire Legion builder. I can't wait to get him. Yeah, he looks really, really good. Yeah. And ties in so nicely to Vorgus. I've got a question. I've got the one I keep asking anyone, although I've... Yeah, I, uh, so, question I ask anyone associated with the studio that we've had on: If money wasn't a problem, if you know there was no fear of who had the copyright or what, and and the four horsemen could pick up any IP of your choosing, what would it be? Money's not an option. Not an object. And it could be, and, and it's, uh, so no, no restrictions at all. No, yeah, just anything you want. I would love to see the guys tackle uh, John Carter of Mars franchise. Oh, yeah, that. That's and, cool. This goes way back. This actually went way back to um, when the movie came out. When Disney did the movie, um, I remember being shocked with the rest of the industry as to why were why where were the action figures for that movie? Where was anything for that movie? Um, any marketing at all? <laughs> so, because it was a brilliant movie, I loved it. I, I genuinely, truly loved it. And I love the books. And I think, yeah, just to see Eric's take on some of those creatures um, in the books, the, the Banth, the, the great white apes, the, um, the Thoats, the Therns, the Tharks, you know, all of them. I, I would just, I would love to see his take on any of that stuff. I think it would be amazing. That's cool. Wow. That's, that's, that would be proper, good. and then answer. I would want to do the packaging for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, that's the added bonus for you. Yeah, right. I was sure you were going to say rebooted He-Man, but yeah, that's a way more imaginative <laughs> answer. He-Man is is still a, a very tender and a loved and familial feeling place for me. Like I, I love Masters of the Universe, and I always will. Um, but it's it's definitely time to give that torch to someone else. And, and it's 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 fun to see where where it's going. Yeah, I think a lot of us still probably feel like classics was the peak uh, in terms of the action figures, yeah. and that was the Horseman basically. You know, I mean, obviously Mattel, but it was the Horseman. Yeah, uh, it was. A, yeah, cosmos. it was mostly the Horseman. Yeah. So you know, it's difficult for us uh, Horseman fans to to get past that one. I would have said Lord of the Rings, but I half feel like. With Mythic Legions, I mean, you can make... I mean, Jeremy's proving that with so many of his customs that he's been showing over the last year. So much of there's, like... Because it's it's a work of literature, um, you can, you're can you free to make some creative decisions and adjustments and whatnot. And uh, and I've I've certainly take the Elven Ra- taken the Elven Ranger and the, some of the dwarfs and just said, yeah, there's Legolas and Gimli, you know, kind of a thing. Absolutely, so, yeah. But yeah. No, I'm still holding my ground on John Carter Mars. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the film. There's some amazing creatures in there. So yeah, I'd yeah. love to see that. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Nate, um, this has been amazing. Uh, it's prob- it's always recency bias, but I think this was one of definitely my favorite chats. And uh, Thank you. You know, no offense to any other guests we've had, but uh, this was... You've had amazing absolute, guests. Yes, yeah. we have indeed. Uh, we're very lucky. Um, so thanks for joining us. This was brilliant. Uh, the great thing is we're going to see you in person in a couple of weeks uh, and we're just going to continue this conversation and many other conversations. Um, and we're going to see all the awesome stuff that you've talked about tonight 
that we've that awesome. that uh, you have at your table, and that maybe the horsemen reveal some other stuff in the meantime. And of course, over time, we will get to see some of the stuff that you're working on. And I hope that when they do, you're going to drop us a little ta- a message messenger and say, uh, "Yeah, remember that night we were talking? Yeah, that was what I was working on." <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. So thanks, Nate. It's been thank brilliant. Uh, yeah, the road to Legion's you. Con continues. Uh, we can't wait to get there. Uh, this has been another uh, wonderful diversion. Uh, to fill up some time and we hope that it fills up some time for you uh, on your road to Legion's Con. Cheers. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, guys. Take care, everybody. Thank Take you. care. Cheers. Nate. Cheers. <laughs>